I'm your host, I'm Kyle Reese. I write and uh, talk for Birds on the Black. Uh, it is Thursday, a Thursday episode. Uh, sup, boo? Hey, holy shit. This is a Thursday episode of Prospects After Dark. Uh, we have a ton to talk about. We have a really weird series between the Cardinals and the Padres in the rearview mirror. Uh, we have uh, draft results, 40 rounds worth of draft. Uh, hello to everyone who is turning in. Welcome to our little tuning in. Uh, turning in. Everybody turn in for the night. It's getting a little late. Uh, welcome to everyone. Again, uh, this is how we roll. Uh, give me your questions. Give me your thoughts. We'll talk about the Cardinals. We'll talk about the draft. Uh, hello to Midmo. Hello, yo, 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 to uh, Fly the L, Mr. Kneehaus. Uh, hello, Graham. Uh, Kyle's already drunk, someone says. We'll get right to the business. Uh, what's wrong with the Cardinals? Our pets, ha- our pets' heads are falling off. Uh, you'll notice that tonight's beverage is Maker's Mark. Uh, Schnucks, a local grocery store, is running a tremendous deal where that's 20 bucks. So we're stocked and ready to roll. Um, let's see. Are you the dude? I'm the dude, man. Uh, from my uh, from my brother Michael. My brother Michael gave me this shirt. Shout out to my brother Mike. Um, first round of drinks are to the 41 players selected by the St. Louis Cardinals uh, last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, to them. Let's start there. I need a drink already, though. Ah, so there we go. Uh, it's getting a little late. Is what Cal says to his little leaguers. You know, we've got a little league game tomorrow, and going from the heat to the heat of is going to be miserable. Uh, Shane Billings drives in the winning run for Palm Beach. Uh, ten innings. Hi, Kyle. What's up, GM Gersh? Good for Shane Billings. Shane Billings is kind of a scrappy little dude. Uh, good contact tool, not much else. What's wrong with the Cardinals? Offense sucks. <laughs> uh, manager sucks. Pen sucks. Hitting coach sucks. Oh, somebody says I look pretty as I drool out of my mouth because I'm trying to make the X noise. <laughs> um, everything's bad right now. Hold on. Uh, tell us about the D3 guy we signed. Uh, his last name is Parsons. Uh, he's a pretty big deal in the D3 world. He is as good as you'll find in the D3 world. Uh, but don't forget that he is a D3 pitcher. He has good size. I, I don't know much about his repertoire and what he throws. Uh, I know that his coach loves him because his coach is always tweeting at him how much he loves him, which I think is the funniest thing on earth. Uh, I respect. I love that. It's a little aggressive for my liking. I'm usually a little bit more negative towards my little leaguers, uh, but teach their own. Uh, uh, spitters or quitters. That's right. Uh, that's 45 minutes from now. We'll talk more about spitting and quitting. Uh, let's see what's wrong with, okay, we'll get back to that. Uh, I guess we'll take a step back. Uh, and we'll, John Greco, our boy was the one who asked the question about the offense sucking, manager sucking, pen sucks, hitting coach sucks. It's easy to say when they're losing that the, the coach sucks and the hitting coach sucks. Those are hot topics. Uh, we'll get into those later. What I will say is the Cardinals are starting to form a bullpen now, which is kind of exciting. And sure, it's, it's happening because everyone sucks and everything sucks, and it's uh, it's kind of a bummer. But at the back end of your bullpen, it seems like you're going to have a reliable Bud Norris, Jordan Hicks, and John Brebbia, if John Brebbia, Brebbia is used properly. And that's exciting. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. The Cardinals still have left-handed issues, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. We'll see where that goes. Uh, but I guess if there's one good thing about all the losing they've been doing against bad teams, because right now what's got Cardinals Nation up in arms is the fact that they lost to the Padres 2-3 and they lost to the Marlins 2-3. Uh, never mind that they had a good weekend against the Reds and a good weekend against the Pirates. Um, and reasonably so, because you need to beat those teams. Uh, but at least a little something good came out of it, because we're starting to see a defined bullpen. Uh, why didn't we sign Gingery? For those of you who don't know, Gingery is the fourth-round draft pick uh, who... 
had Tommy John surgery. Uh, they haven't signed him yet. They have until like July 5th to sign him. There's plenty of time for that. Don't rule it out just yet. Uh, the Cardinals have done a tremendous job so far managing their bonus pool. The only person that they've gone over for the bonus pool is their third-round pick, uh, Mateo Gill. They went 35% over, as we know that uh, for a fact, because I was fact-check, even though I was exaggerating a little earlier in the week. Uh, it's 35% over the pool, but that's good, because that means that they'll be able to reallocate some funds. More than likely, Gingery is going to get uh, over slot. That's just... He's such a dynamic pitcher when he's healthy that... You're not going to get fourth, give him fourth-round money. He's going to take a little bit more. And then we'll see where all the other money goes. Uh, why did it take so long for Rebier to get back into his role? Uh, was used in late innings last year. Uh, surprise the most agree at slot or under. Uh, you know, I hadn't thought about that when we were doing... Uh, so we'll get to the Brebbia question first. I can't answer that. I think that uh, he wasn't as sharp in spring. They wanted to give Gregerson and all their free agent signings a more advanced role, and I think that's why it's taken Brebbia. Uh, to C70's question about uh, surprised at people signing for at or near slot, uh, I was. I was. But that's only because I'm stupid. Uh, one thing has changed, and it's the collective bargaining agreement. Now, back in the day, before the most recent collective bargaining agreement, you would see teams having to reach and stretch their funds uh, over 40 rounds. And so that would mean that guys would end up getting hammered and then, you know, they, they, like seniors wouldn't get any money at all. And uh, the kids that you reach for would get advanced bonus pools. But we saw last year, again, I forgot because the Cardinals didn't have their first three draft picks. Um, we saw last year that teams weren't having to reach so far beyond their draft pool. And that's carrying over to this year, and that's good. Uh, more importantly than anything, uh, Nolan Gorman was right at slot. Baker was right at slot. And uh, 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 Roberts was right at slot. So all good news. And, yes, I was surprised, uh, but now that you think about it, it's really not that surprising. Is Luke and Baker currently healthy? Now, I was surprised to find out that he's being assigned to Johnson City. I didn't think that that would uh, uh, happen because I thought he was hurt. Uh, he, uh, he got into a, uh, a collision at first base, and that collision cost him the end of his, his junior year. Um, it looks like he's healthy. It looks like he's ready. I know he wasn't in any type of boot. It was a leg injury. Uh, he wasn't in any type of boot earlier in the week at Bush Stadium when he was signing his contract and being introduced to the press. Uh, that's a really big positive. Uh, like that Luke and Baker. I'm not going to say I love him just yet. Uh, I like the power he, he brings. Uh, Patrick B23 says, thoughts on Gomber this far? Now, uh, if you have some free time, you should go back and listen to Prospects to be Named Later. It's a little podcast that Colin Gardner and I put on, and we, we addressed that this weekend. Uh, look at it this way with Austin Gomber. I personally am pleased with, with how he's looked. You know, he looked good last night, a little broken bad dinger uh, that cleared the bases. That stuff happens. Uh, I, I get that. Um, his first start, he pitched three innings. And to his own admission, he sold out. He threw as hard as he could on every pitch. And he fatigued out in that third inning. And we saw a lot of line drives hit right at Marcelo Zuna, luckily for outs and not for anything else. Uh, then he was brought back two days later. For the first time in his career, he was pitching on short rest. Uh, it looked bad. His velocity was down. His control was all over the place. It was bad. And then before he had a chance to reset, he was brought back in again. It was only for a third of an inning. But it just wasn't there. I thought he had a little bit of rest. When he came in the other day, and he looked good, and I, I think we're going to be fine with Austin Gomber. I uh, love me some Jordan Hicks, especially that slider. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't get to read any of the articles, but it was really cool today to see 
on MLB.com, and it seemed like Fangraphs too. It seems like everyone uh, was writing about Jordan Hicks today, and that's awesome. You know, we here at Prospects After Dark, we celebrate the Hicks family. The slider looks good. The fastball looks good. His accuracy is getting better. I still would like to see that changeup kind of develop a little bit, but right now it's all good. Who will make the all-star game on this team? I think Jose Martinez is in. I would think Miles Michaelis is in. Uh, maybe Jordan Hicks. Uh, that would probably be it. Any chance they sign Jaden uh, Hill? Jaden Hill was a 38th round draft pick. Uh, uh, a high school kid committed to play football. He's a quarterback. Uh, very, very small, but they're doing a good job of saving on their draft uh, bonus, so anything could happen. I, I, yeah. Uh, Kramer Robertson, any good? No, Kramer's not very good. Kramer isn't bad. Kramer's at a league in Palm Beach that's tough for him. He's struggled in the field. He's made 10 errors. I think most of them are throwing, which won't surprise anyone, uh, because Kramer has a substandard arm for a shortstop. Eventually, Kramer will move to second, and his stats will probably get a little bit better. But the, the question uh, is, is he any good? He's below average for a Palm Beach A-level player, um, but that doesn't mean that he can't be average or better moving forward. Uh, somebody said hi. I mainly just want to say hi. Hello to whoever said hi. Uh, cheers to the Hicks family. It's only fair that we, uh, we raise a glass to the Hicks family. We, the Jordan Hicks, Jason Hicks, Jennifer Hicks family uh, to them, as always. Uh, as a matter of fact, Maker's Mark again. Yeah, somebody, and I could have assumed it was Holy Shilt. Somebody created a Kyle Reese fan club, which is the most disturbing thing that I've seen on the internet. And I've seen some crazy stuff on the internet. I know that most of you have, too. Uh, but I've never been so deeply disappointed in a group of people as the Kyle Reese fan club. Uh, oh, uh, Holy Shilt says, nope, not me. Somebody said Kyle Reese for president. I've got a bad feeling that the shit that you would find out about me if I ever ran for president would freak you out. Uh, does Gorman at JC indicate they see him as more advanced? They also have GCA. Uh, blah, blah. Um, how do you? Somebody said, "How do you join the Calories Fan Club?" It's a Twitter page now, apparently. Um, I think what it says is the Cardinals have faith that Nolan Gorman can handle Johnson City. Uh, I think they view him along the lines of Dylan Carlson. He's that's a comparison I keep bringing up. I think they think that he can handle his own at Johnson City. I don't think that they believe that he's going to be outmatched or outclassed at Johnson City. And I think they, I mean, I say they, like Dylan Carlson, but Carlson started in GCL and held his own. I think more along the lines, they probably see him kind of on where Brady Whalen was at last year. Uh, potential power focused on one side of the plate. Uh, with the potential to get better. And they can always demote him, and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, I would never join a club that would have any of you people as members. I agree, Alex. That's a really good point. Uh, why is Robert starting so low? I wouldn't think anything of that. Remember, the one thing that the Cardinals do is, especially with the pitchers they draft, a lot of the pitchers that they drafted are college age have played a lot of innings. They've pitched a lot of innings. That's the same thing with Mr. Roberts. Mr. Roberts is throwing right around 100 innings. That's a lot out of a college pitcher. So what they'll do is they'll bring him along very, very uh, gingerly, who is another pitcher, hopefully the Cardinals sign. Uh, they'll bring him on very slowly. Now, the problem is on draft night, Peter Gammons and those idiots at MLB on MLB Network irresponsibly said that he's a guy that could help the Cardinals this year, which is a poor way of thinking, and it's not something that's realistic for the Cardinals. It's realistic to think that uh, Mr. Roberts will be helping uh, the Springfield team, or maybe even Memphis on the playoff push, uh, but that's it. And and the fact that they brought it up is going to cause all kinds of problems if he's pitching well and the Cardinals don't get overly aggressive with him. But 
the reason he's starting off so low is because that's just the right thing to do. Uh, how about John Jay and Danny Descalso reunited in the desert? Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, I don't know who said it, Ryan. I saw Ryan. I didn't see who. It's a cool thing. Daniel Descalso hits home runs now. Who would have thought? Thoughts on Lucan Baker as a pitcher, as a fallback? You know, Lucan hasn't pitched in a while. Um, yeah. The thing is, the Cardinals will try to... Uh, ooh, thoughts on Dennis Ortega as Yavi's potential replacement. We'll get to, the thing about the Cardinals is they're going to get every last dime they can out of one of their investments. That means if Luke and Baker uh, falters as a hitter, if he's not bringing the power, uh, there's always a chance that he could, he could eventually transition to being a pitcher, but he hasn't done it in a long time. He's a big boy, and he didn't have super high velocity when he was pitching at TCU. So it's nothing I would like bank on, uh, but it's anything... Anybody's guess at how it all turns out. Uh, speaking of pitchers, Mateo Gill has a killer changeup. Mateo Gill, who uh, the Cardinals drafted in the third round, he was the one who signed above slot. Uh, he's a middle infielder. Some people think he might go to third. He has pull power. We'll see about that. He's still so young. He reminds me of Oscar Mercado at that age. You know. Anyways, um, he has a good changeup, and he, ha he also pitches. He has a really solid moving fastball that's about 92-94, pretty good for a 17-year-old. Uh, and a really good changeup and an undefined breaking pitch. It was a good sign. It was a good pickup. He's really far away. Let's not get too excited about what he is right now. Are you sad we didn't get Jackson Cower? Uh, I'm a little sad because that family is pretty awesome. Uh, C70 said Reese. Uh, Matheny Bot says beep boop, beep, 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 boop, beep. Uh, somebody asked me about Dennis Ortega. I am a big fan of Dennis Ortega. Dennis Ortega is a big boy who handles himself behind the plate. Um... Thoughts on Springfield having seven All-Stars? They could have had eight. They could have had nine or ten. They had seven. That's fine. That's not really uncharacteristic for the Texas League because only six teams are sending players to the All-Star game. Uh, I think last year they had five. Might have had four. Uh, it's not too uncharacteristic. Dennis Ortega is a really, really good backstop. Now, his bat is starting to develop a little bit, which is really important because he needs to bring a little thud. Uh, I've always said about Dennis Ortega, between his arm and his backstop abilities, his game-calling abilities, he has the potential to be a major leaguer. But as a potential major leaguer to be an everyday starter, that is a big ask. Uh, you know, I, the timetable makes more sense than anyone else, but he's still really far away, and let's just wait to see how it develops. Uh, will we see Max Schrock in the big leagues this year? Ryan, Ryan Ali, uh, Ryan, so this is what I'll say about Max Schrock. Max Schrock makes a ton of contact. He doesn't strike out a lot, but it seems like since the first month of the season, he's done nothing but make soft contact everywhere. He's not getting on base. Uh, he's not really hitting with authority. And yeah, I do think there's a chance that come September, he gets added to the 40 man and we see him, but I don't know how, uh, uh, I don't know how that's going to look. You know what I mean? Uh, let's see. Do we take a moment of silence for Preston Gilmet? A real fast, raise your glass to Preston Gilmet. Uh, it was over before it started. Are there any Cardinals draft picks playing in the College World Series? There are two. They are both playing for the North Carolina University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, they're both playing for the Tar Heels. And they are um, uh, the, the uh, Riley, the outfielder, and a gentleman whose name I'm going to butcher. It's like Ganahan. Uh, who, who, hold on, I'm going to look it up real fast. Uh, uh, Zach Gahagan. Uh, he's a third baseman. Uh, Riley's a second baseman, probably an outfielder when it's all said and done. Both of them are playing for the Tar Heels, so that's who we're rooting for in the College World Series. Uh, still reason to uh, Walker Robbins. Oh, so somebody asks about, uh, how about Delvin at State College? Earlier today or yesterday, I'm not sure exactly which day it was, uh, the State College Spikes, whose season starts tomorrow, I believe, 
uh, announced their opening day roster, and it is a good roster. It's an exciting roster. Uh, you've got Delvin Perez. You've got uh, uh, fifth-round pick Nick, Nick Dunn. Edwin Figuera, who had played at Peoria and held his own at Peoria. Brady Whalen, Delvin Perez, uh, Wadier Infante, uh, Walker Robbins, who somebody just asked about. And the answer to the question is, it's still worth getting excited about Walker Robbins? Yes. Yeah, Walker retooled his swing this offseason, and we're going to see how it plays out in games. Uh, but between the pitching staff and the everyday lineup, the everyday lineup in particular, um, I'm, if I could, I'd make a trip to State College because that's a team I want to see before it changes too much. Any chance Perez makes a jump, if he succeeds, absolutely. I think if you were to ask the Cardinals what they want, uh, they would tell you that they're going to give Delvin Perez every opportunity to make a jump to Peoria by the end of the year. Uh, ideally, he'd do something like what Evan Mendoza did last year where he hit 370 at State College and is playing at Peoria for the, for the push. Uh, welcome, fellow UPSers, Mr. Hicks. That's right. Uh, raise our glass to the uh, the folks at UPS. My my brother is a UPSer. Uh, to Jim Reese. Mm. Mr. Hicks said sorry he was late. As always, Mr. Hicks, we've already we toasted you a little earlier ago. Uh, we t- toasted the Hicks family. Uh, congratulations on Jordan's first save, and congratulations on all the media attention that Jordan got today because it's a it's a fun wild ride. To speak for everybody at Prospects After Dark, we feel like a uh, we feel like we're part of the ride, maybe a little bit more than the rest of the fandom. So thank you for letting us be a part of that. Um, Perez ETA says uh, Chumler five three years if it all goes well. The the way to look at again, I hate to bring up Oscar Mercado. They're not the same player. I'm not comparing them like tools wise, player wise. But Oscar Mercado, you know. This is his fifth season in the organization, or his sixth season in the organization. This is Delvin's third year in the organization, so hopefully three more years. Uh, only three years. I don't know what that means. Uh, thanks for letting the Hicks be a part of it all. Oh, thank, again, thank you so much. Um, let's see. Is that currently anything? No, no. So the one guy in the early rounds of last year's draft that I, I didn't really like subscribe to, is that currently... Uh, he's the prototypical contact guy who, he's, he's smart, he understands baseball. St. Mary's has a good baseball program year in and year out. St. Mary's is a school that gave us Patrick Wisdom. Uh, but it just, he lacks a tool that would ever advance and pass like the medium levels of the minors. Feel like he has a lot more years of development than three years. Yeah, he might, but a lot can happen in three years. Uh, I remember saying two years ago that I thought Oscar Mercado had uh, more than I thought Oscar Mercado had another six years of development if he hadn't already reached his peak. And uh, look at where we're at now. He's knocking on the major league door, hitting for average, hitting for a little bit of pop, and uh, taking good at-bats. Uh, Delvin needs a pack on the pounds. I agree with that. That is a great observation. Delvin looks skinnier every time I saw, I've seen him. You know, some guys have fast metabolism, especially 19-year-old kids. Um, it would do him well to pack on a little weight. You said you wouldn't compare him to Mercado. I did, Graham, and I lied. I'm a lying liar, and I make lies. No, uh, there's a lot going on there. Um, uh, let's see. He ain't on those roids. That's why. Well, so holy shit, that's a that's a really good argument, and that's why I always go back to what I said in my write up about Delvin Perez. Remember, he was on the roids in 2016, got busted, fell to 23rd, so the Cardinals could draft him. He was not on roids because he got tested a bunch that first year, and he was really good between. Uh, at golf's uh, at the GCL level, right where he should have been. He hit, he played a good field, uh, a good shortstop, it all looked good. Then last year he was bad again. He did drop weight. He did look clunky. Uh, 
The weight looks about the same as last year. You know, I say he looks like he's wasting weight, but it looks about the same. Uh, he has a maturation process to go to for sure. Uh, and I don't know if PEDs or HGH is the reason why he was successful. Uh, let's see. I saw Yariel Gonzalez played shortstop the other day. Holy cow. Uh, I did not see that he played shortstop the other day. That must have been in an emergency situation of some sorts. I love that Yariel Gonzalez. Uh, again, a great organizational depth piece. Um, uh, Rodriguez, who is the backup catcher at Peoria as well. Another great organizational depth piece. Um, you see that the guys with advanced contact tools really excel at Peoria. Going back to last year with Stefan Troscalera and Andrew Kisner. You're seeing that with uh, Yariel and, and, and Rodriguez. Like... They have good contact tools, and it carries them at that level. Uh, but it isn't easy to see how it would advance. I think Yariel has a really good chance of being a good hitter at Springfield. But after that, I, I wouldn't know what the next step is. Uh, Matt Pierce is back in that Springfield, future major leaguer. Well, so Matt Pierce was taken out of tonight's game with an injury. Undisclosed injury. The trainer came out. They pulled him out. Might have been precautionary. Might be serious. Uh, I think the fact that he went back to Springfield, even though Memphis is hurting for pitchers right now, is a sign that the organization has cooled on Matt Pierce. Uh, it might be because of the PED ex uh, suspension. But uh, we'll see. If you could go to one minor league, in, I don't know what that says. Please, somebody put that back up. Cardinals Gifts needs to add a Love That Shirt to the, BO, the Bot B store. All of my little sayings we could have. Uh, what do you know about Wilberto Rivera? Wilberto, Wilberto Rivera was, uh, I believe, a seventh-round draft pick last year. Hold on. It was Hurst, Kramer, a fifth-round draft pick. It, uh, Wilberto, Wilberto Rivera was the – oh, no, Curley was fifth. Uh, Zach Jackson was sixth. Wilberto was either seventh or eighth. He was an above slot. He's a high-gas pitcher. Uh, with undefined secondary stuff. At least that's what it looked like last year. I have not given, been given an update on what he looks like at extended spring training. Uh, but he was a flamethrower that might be able to advance quick through the system. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is a future all-star too. So, yeah, I think Tyler O'Neill has the potential to be a future all-star. Do you follow the DSL at all? So that's a great question. The one league that I do not follow at all, other than the high names, the, the names that are well-known, is the Dominican Summer League. There's two teams now, two Cardinal affiliates at the DSL. And the reason I don't do it is because there's 16, 17, 18-year-old kids playing in a different country. And it's not worth getting excited about them. It's not worth knowing everything about them. The time will come to get to know them. The time will come to get to be excited about them. But there are at least, what, uh, 36, 30, you know, there's at least 120 players ahead of them in the pecking order. I like to focus on those guys. When they become, when they come stateside, that's when it's time to focus on them. Uh, give me an update on your number eight, uh, dirty 30 prospect, Dakota Hudson. Uh, oh, uh, will Donovan Williams stay in GCL and also Fuller from Mr. Hicks? Uh, you know, Donovan Williams was another interesting sign, uh, I believe 14th round pick, Donovan Williams from last year. Terry Fuller was a 15th round pick. My assumption is that Fuller will start at Johnson City. I have not heard for sure. Uh, and I guess it would make sense that he would go back to GCL. You can be a little bit more ginger with him because he's still so new to playing uh, baseball as his full-time uh, sport. Uh, but I would think that uh, Mr. Donovan Williams stays at GCL all year because he didn't play at all last year. Well, he played a little bit. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily good, and you didn't really see much out of him, which isn't uncommon, and why you don't overreact after players make a debut at the GCL level. Uh, we've had a ton of great questions. You guys are bringing it. I love this. I love this. Oh, so somebody asked about an update. 
on a... Oh, yeah, Marco Gonzalez has had a really good year for Seattle. We like that. Somebody asked for an update on Dakota Hudson. Dakota Hudson is dealing right now. He had another great start for Memphis. Uh, he's still not striking out lefties, but he's getting better against lefties. That's a good sign. Striking out more people, getting better against lefties, still inducing a lot of grounders. It's all looking good. He's probably ticketed for a bullpen role with the Major League team probably by September. And then what next year looks like, uh, there's no telling. If he's successful out of the bullpen or if the Cardinals need another start, it might be him. No telling what's going to happen because I have no idea what they're doing with Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, but, but we'll see. Are any of those left-handed pitchers we took last year advancing quick enough to help the lack of left-handed, uh, uh, left-handed pitchers on the MLB squad? No. No, so uh, let's see. You had Seaburger. Uh, who I always want to call uh, Seaburger. Um, you had him. He is not there yet. The closest that they have is Evan Krachinski uh, out of Eastern East Carolina, uh, same school that gave us Seth Manis. Uh, Krachinski, he's the closest, and he's at Peoria. He's not very close. Uh, closer than that is Ian Oxnavad, who was a couple years back and who had a really great start the other night. We like Ian X- Oxnavad a lot. Super young, great changeup, good fastball. Uh, good location, better against lefties than he is against righties, but showing improvements against righties. We like him. He's at Palm Beach. He's still a little far away. Again, what I keep saying is if the Cardinals have to go to a lefty, uh, more than likely it would be them adding Sean Gilmartin onto the 40-man again. Now, I know that isn't sexy. I know that doesn't necessarily make them better. But what I will say about Sean Gilmartin is he's still really good against lefties. Uh, he's still He's still really good against lefties. And if you're going to use him as the loogie role, he might be suited for that. He can be he can be devastating against lefties. Where Sean Gilmartin, he has a raised DRA this year. It's like 5.7. The Cardinals used him as a starter for three games, or like four games out of five, uh, four appearances out of five. Uh, that really inflated his his ERA. Uh, but he's showing signs of being effective out of the bullpen. And I would think that unless they go outside of the organization to address a left-handed relief role, uh, he'd be the next one up. Would you rather have Gilmartin or Cecil? I'm sticking with Cecil. You know, I I don't know, man. I want Brett Cecil to be so good. I, I hope it comes. You know, when he first came off the DL, he looked sharp. That breaking pitch looked good. And it just hasn't looked the same since. And, uh, uh, you know, that's how it works sometimes. Uh, this is what I know. Sean Gilmartin is a failed major leaguer. And while Brett Cecil might not be, might be failing to a degree, he still hasn't hit rock bottom. Uh, Somebody said I'm on the Weaver train. Are there any loogies on the trading block? I do not know. Uh, is it too late for Mr. Hicks to teach his son to throw left-handed as well? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I thought Luke Weaver was allergic to walks. What's happening? Oh, uh, you know, I don't I don't know. As a matter of fact, that would be a great topic for Zach Gifford to tackle. What's going Or even uh, STL Cup of Joe, who we know and love. Uh, it'd be nice for him to tackle what's going on with Luke Weaver. The, the issue that I see is that his fastball is at pinpoint. That's what I see, and I see that, you know, what was what made him good last year when he got called up is that he was locating that fastball wherever he wanted to, and he's not doing it now, and that's really, really coming, turning out to hurt him. When you only have one defined secondary pitch, his being the changeup, you have to be on point with with your fastball. Uh, how do you weigh gauge state college production versus Johnson City? I don't. Uh, again, I can't say this enough. Don't look at production when it comes to State College and Johnson City. I, uh, I know that's a tough thing to say. It's a tough thing to do. They're, they're, they're weird leagues, right? So, like, at State College, you're going to have a lot of college-aged players there. Uh, Johnson City, you'll have your advanced T 
teenagers, uh, your advanced high school and international signs, um, there's no proper way to gauge. You know, your, your, best, your best way to gauge how a player is doing is look at matchups. Like, you have to know who's... What I usually do is I look who's pitching for the other team, uh, what their background is, and then I wait to see how the... Like, Brady Whalen, for instance, at State College. I want to see how he does, not against the players who were just drafted this year, but the players who have been at the same level as him. That's what I want to see. Uh, the players, the pitchers that will go up against uh, this year, they're, they're wore down a little bit most of the time because, again, they're college-age players who have just pitched 100-plus innings, uh, if not more, uh, and they're wore down. So I want to see how he does against the players that are at his age level that have progressed at the same level that he's progressed. That's a big difference. You need to look at individual matchups to kind of get a better feel because baseline stats aren't going to tell you anything you need to know. Who was your favorite pick? Oh, man, in this draft, who was my favorite pick? You know, the more I watched Griffin Roberts and I wasn't... I had my heart set on Chris Bubik at 43. So, Chris, uh, Bubik was drafted before the Cardinals got an opportunity to. So, when Griffin Roberts came around, um, I never really, like... I was like, eh, that's okay, whatever. But the more I watch Griffin Roberts, man, he's a stud. He's, he's impressive. He's a stud. Uh, I love that pick. I love Nolan Gorman at one. I like Luke and Baker uh, at 75 overall. There's a high upside. And, you know, when you look back on it, he is the best power bat uh, available at that pick. So, well, other than maybe Cody Clemens, but that's a different story altogether. I, I think I would have rather, because I think Clemens was drafted like, uh like 93rd or 95th or something like that. Anyways, um, I, I like the direction they went in with that pick. It's interesting. Uh, a lot of people say he doesn't have a home run sw swing. He reminds me of Evan Gaddis. If you can think of like a, a, a light-hitting version of Evan Gaddis, he, that's where he is to me. Uh, what would you have done if beer was available at 43 and the Cardinals passed on him? It would have been a shit show. Holy cow, you talk about good television. If you would have been tuned in and Seth Beer would have been, been available at 43 and the Cardinals would have passed on him, even for Griffin Roberts, who now I, I love, uh, it would have been a shit show. I would have been heartbroken. I would have cried. I haven't cried uh, since I was like 11 years old, uh, even through deaths and tragic uh, 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 stuff. Um, I would have cried. Because Seth Beer, if, if he would have fallen to 43, it would have been the most tragic event of my life. Uh, would it be hard to put Gomber back in a starting role this season? I don't think it'd be hard. Um, I don't think it'd be hard. I think Gomber's a professional, and I think that he would take to it. Uh, just a matter of how you would bring him along. You know, uh, you probably you probably need to be really ginger with him and enforce... You would have to treat it like a rehab assignment, where he pitches two innings, and then three innings, and then five innings, and then he's open for business. Uh, Nolan, oh, uh, Nolan uh, Gorman's ETA, again, I'm always going to be, oh, uh, as a real Big Lebowski said, real men cry too. Come on, Kyle, let it out. Um, with Nolan Gorman, I'm going to, I will always be more conservative with my projections just because I don't, I want to give these guys ample time to develop. It doesn't make sense to rush them. It doesn't make sense for me to say it's 2018, Nolan Gorman's ETA is 2020. It could very well be. Uh, but let's put, let's just do it this way. He's at State College. Or uh, he's at Johnson City, I mean. Say next year he's in Peoria. The year after that, he's in Palm Beach, Springfield. The year after that, he's in Springfield, Memphis. And then Memphis. So you're talking about uh, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, 2022 would be my guess. Somewhere around there. Like, 
2022, if everything goes right, uh, 2021, if everything goes exceedingly well. But remember, there are going to be bumps along the road because he's 18 years old. Uh, he has big strikeout potential, although it doesn't necessarily manifest itself uh, uh, hard um, all the time. But the strikeout's going to be there, and with a bit with a hitter that strikes out as much as Gorman is capable of, you have to be a little extra cautious. I would expect Nolan Gorman to do very well at Johnson City. I'll say that. Uh, again, I look at Brady Whalen's 2017 season, and that's kind of what I would expect out of Nolan Gorman this year. Uh, what are the chances of Larry's Montero skips? I'm assuming Palm Beach. Um, I think they're pretty good. Uh, you know, man, I don't know what they're going to do with the Larry's. I can't help but think of Larry's. Well, we'll know soon. So this weekend is the Midwest League All-Star Game. And Alarius is there for that, and then after that, I, I don't know what's going to go on. The Cardinals this year have not been bashful about keeping their prospects at Palm Beach or taking them to Palm Beach instead of skipping them over Springfield. Uh, the other the other issue with Alarius is he's, you know, first baseman, third baseman. He's only played third base this year. Uh, Evan Mendoza is the third baseman for Springfield, and at first base you have Stefan Trosclair. Now, that doesn't mean that Alarius can jump Trosclair, but I think that it's more likely that Alarius goes to Palm Beach as a promotion. Uh, let's see. Uh, somebody asked for a, a Ryan Helsley update a little while ago. The only thing we know is that it's shoulder fatigue. It was it was stated to be uh, potentially serious, whatever that means, or borderline serious or something like that. Uh, there is no update other than that he's not pitching, and it doesn't seem like he's going to pitch in the immediate future. Uh, what moves does STL have to do to go from a 500 team to a playoff club? Uh, from Richard Yates III. Uh, somebody asked, what is Trosclair's best position? First base. He's a good. He's a really, really good defensive first baseman. Um, he can play second, he can handle second, uh, but he plays second a little bit more athletically than Matt Carpenter does. Getting back to what the Cardinals need to do to be above 500, uh, the easy, cheap answer is to say everybody needs to play up to their ability. Uh, right now, the, a very important thing is happening. Matt Carpenter is, well, he's come back to earth a little bit, but if they can just get Matt Carpenter to do what he was doing two weeks ago with Ozuna and Martinez doing what they were doing this last, these last two weeks... Like, that's a step in the right direction. They need Colton Wong to start hitting. They just need their guys to do what they're capable of doing, and right now, no one is doing that. Uh, they need the bullpen to be straightened out. They need to find left-handed roles. Uh, I think the starting pitching's been fine. They're going to need Carlos Martinez to be Carlos Martinez, because whatever we've seen out of the last two starts is not Carlos Martinez, and that's dangerous. As good as Michaelis has been, as good as Wack has been, uh, they're not going to be able to do anything without Carlos Martinez. Uh, taking my dad to Cards Cups for Father's Day. Hats off to you, sir. Um, I have something in the hopper uh, at Birds on the Black for Father's Day. It should be out tomorrow. Um, to all the fathers out there, uh, all the fathers who have taken their kids to baseball games, uh, who have taught them how to play baseball, to who have thrown with them, who have loved them uh, with the surrounding of baseball, uh, we cheers to the fathers uh, come Father's Day. Uh, Wisdom ever going to get a shot? You know, Patrick Wisdom has, he's hit really well lately. He did, he's doing the same thing this year that he did last year. Got off to a rough start. Is hitting well now. Uh, will he ever get a shot? I don't, I don't know how it happens. You know, the Cardinals have a 40-man spot open that they can add him to, but, you know, Gyro Munoz has got a better chance. They've got the third base, first base thing with Carpenter, uh, Jed Jerko, like, he just, he's a redundancy in the organization. And that makes it hard for him to get, like, have an everyday role or to bring him up. 
I would think that if he's still in the organization come September, the Cardinals bring him up uh, and, and maybe give him a taste. But we'll see. Uh, home run derby, Carson Kelly or Michael Waka? I'll go Kelly. Uh, Scott Hurst ceiling. Todd, Todd Thiessen asked, what is Scott Hurst's ceiling? Scott Hurst was the third-round pick last year, the Cardinals' first pick in the draft of 2017. I keep saying it. Scott Hurst reminds me of John Jay. The way he swings the bat, he's a better outfielder with a better arm. Uh, although people forget just how good of an outfielder John Jay was at first and before his arm also decreased. His arm was always average at best. Uh, Hurst's arm is above average. Uh, he has that kind of range. He's a little bit quicker. He slaps the ball to all fields. He takes counts. Like John Jay is Scott Hurst's ultimate ceiling, and I like Scott Hurst a lot. I know a lot of people would say, oh, John Jay, ugh. But that's a really good draft pick in the third round. Uh, but does Hurst go the other way every time? Not every time, but he does when the pitch is thrown to him. Uh, get on the Hamels, uh, Deekman, and Beltray trade train. Trade, Beltray trade train. Uh, this is the Beltray trade train uh, episode. I love them all, but they're not going to trade for any of them. You, what's, yo, what's good? What's good, Octavius Rex? Uh, somebody says, love that Greg Holland. <laughs> uh, a new hitting coach would help Wong close your stance and quit swinging for the fences. You know, I don't think Colton Wong is swinging for the fences. I think that's a fun narrative that's being pushed because it's the same narrative that's always pushed. That's the same swing that he had when he was hitting for contact in the minor leagues. There was a time when Colton Wong was swinging for the fences and it hurt him. And maybe that's what we're dealing with now. Maybe that's what we're seeing, the, the ill effects of the time when he was. But that swing, again, it's got that loop in it, but he's not, you can tell he's not trying to swing for the fences. It's just his swing is natural and loopy, and it's not working right now. Um, you know, I, I know people are kind of, the John Mabry thing is an entirely different bag of worms. We'll call it a bag of dicks. Uh, it's an entirely bag of dicks uh, because it's, uh, it's hard to really get a gauge on. It's hard to really get a feel on. We don't know exactly what's going on. What I know is Brian Boringer was on Frank Cusimano's show earlier in the week. By the way, Brian Boringer is a moron. Uh, he was on Frank Cusimano's show earlier in the week, and he said that Dexter Fowler has been working tirelessly with John Mabry, and it hasn't helped. Uh, that's what I'll say. Holland almost had the cycle in Memphis, <laughs> let up a single, a double, and a homer. Uh, would you rather have Holland or Cecil in the ninth inning of Game 7? I would rather have a completely loaded gun and, uh, no, I would say Cecil right now. God, what's going on with the Cardinals' bullpen? Uh, where will Holland blow, when will Holland blow a save at Palm Beach? It's not going to happen. Uh, do you think Weaver will go to the bullpen next season? I think there's a lot of time in between this season and next season. I think there's a lot of moving parts. I think there's some contracts, guys do for raises. I don't know what next season's going to look like. Mike Miner for the pen. Uh, it wouldn't take much due to the contract. Maybe. I don't know. I would still think uh, the Rangers are interesting, right? The Rangers are going to have to have a fire sale. I know Cole Ham Hamels was just brought up. Uh, you know, the thing about Mike Miner in the bullpen, the Cardinals have enough money invested in the bullpen. The last thing you want to do is go trade for a big contract to supplement the bullpen. And Mike Miner isn't an elite reliever. He had a really great year last year, but he has a history of injury. And I would stay away from that, especially with the contract. Danny Duffy, because he's going to die according to the pain guy. Oh, Let's leave the pain guy out of this, man. Uh, when will Holland be back in the majors? You know, I think he still has like 15 days or 15 to 20 days worth of uh, rehab time. Uh, it's If those next 15 or 20 days go bad, it might not, it won't happen with the Cardinals. That's what I think. Uh, Kyle just dropped Mike Miner in the, in the PAD uh, Fantasy League. So, uh... Mike Miner is kind of an interesting story. There's background about why I love Mike Miner, and I do love Mike Miner. It has to do with uh, a fantasy league that I've been in for years. 
this guy got super drunk and super stoned on prescription medication, which isn't funny. For real, man, in Japan. Uh, but he got super stoned and s- stupid drunk, and he tried to draft Mike Miner every round. Mike Miner and Alex Rodriguez every round. And I think Chipper Jones, after Chipper Jones retired, uh, it was one of the most incredible experiences. But luckily that gentleman uh, took some time out to uh, get the help he needed. Uh, what would a package look like for Whit Merrifield and Kelvin Herrera? You can go fuck off with that Whit Merrifield. I hate that guy. Now, I also hate people named Whit uh, and Scrappy and Scooby and all those other stupid names. Uh, but I keep him. I don't want him. I don't want him. Uh, give me Kelvin. I'm fine with that. I could care less about Whit. Uh, is Shane Billings another Shane Robinson? No, no. Shane Billings is not even on Shane Robinson's level. Uh, Whit Merrifield isn't that good. Uh, let's see, what do we do with Fowler if he doesn't get it going ever? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. You know, I, I think the Cardinals would approach him about... Uh, I, I don't know. This isn't the same situation as Mike Leake because pitchers always have value. We've learned that. Starting pitchers that can eat innings always have value. Dexter Fowler is a different beast. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go from this. I root for Dexter Fowler, although I'm also very practical about it. Harrison Bader should be starting pretty damn frequently uh, in place of, of Harrison or uh, in place of Dexter Fowler. What happens? I don't know. I think eventually they would reach the point where Dexter Fowler would ask for a change of scenery. Uh, I don't know what that would entail. They might be in an Adrian Gonzalez situation with them where you can't trade him. There's no value and you just have to DFA him. Uh, I don't think we're at that point yet. Uh, I think we're still in the figuring it out phase. Uh, The one thing I'll tell everyone, let's not call Dexter Fowler lazy. And again, this isn't about swagger or any of that bullshit. Let's not call him lazy. Keep in mind, to everyone who's watching, that this guy has chronic foot problems. And it's not just one foot issue. It's not just bone spurs. I think it's tendonitis. He's been dealing with it since he was a minor leaguer. What I know is somebody who has had back surgery and has played the outfield in softball. So again, the lowest of the low as compared to Major League Baseball. Uh, not even in the same conversation. What I know is that if you have to come to a complete stop while running, you have to change how you run. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Cosmo Kramer or Kramer Robertson better? Absolutely Cosmo Kramer. I've seen the way that he gets through a front door and uh, it's elite speed. Kyle just saying this to avoid Aaliyah. Uh, the whole Dexter Fowler thing is sad. Uh, why don't they DL him, Forever Card says, because he has to agree to being DL'd. Just that simple. Uh, which, by the way, I think might happen. Kyle, what's your average in softball? Uh, I was a power hitter, bro, before I had really bad back issues. Uh, and then, oh my god. So, quick story time. Uh, I, I played softball. I love playing softball. I was usually a right center fielder or a left center fielder. I have a really good arm. Uh, long story there. Um, I had back surgery, and it changed how I swing. It changed what I could do. I came back from soft. I came back like two years later to play softball. In my first game, uh, the first swing I took, I swung and I couldn't hold on to the bat, and the bat went flying back into the backstop. And I was laughing so hard that I had to stop the game because I couldn't take my next swing. I was laughing so hard, and then I finally got my shit together. And the next pitch, I smoked. I hit probably as hard as I've hit any ball on a grounder, and it hit the first baseman in his nuts, and it, he had a, uh, a Yadier Molina situation. They had to rush him to the emergency room. There was an ambulance. It was incredible. It was the saddest moment of my life, uh, and then after that, I pretty well gave up softball. Uh, did you get DFA, Kyle? No, I almost got arrested after that. 
Oh, oh hey, so again, uh, we're drinking Maker's Mark. Uh, uh, let's see. We've, we've done a bunch of cheers. We've cheers to the Hicks family because we love them. We've cheered to all the fathers because we love them. Uh, we cheered to the first round or to the, uh, the 2018 draft picks. Uh, how about this? Let's cheer to John Mabry, whose job is probably on the line. Somebody said that they would trade Fowler for Hayward. Hayward's hitting well. Uh, it would never happen, and I wouldn't because I hate that Hayward. How many Sun Valley championships have you won? Uh, so, do you guys know I, I've, we've won like two or three. We used to play at Sun Valley a little while back. Uh, and yeah, we, we won two or three. That's funny. Looks like somebody local. Uh, was your arm strength triggered by masturbation? I like that masturbation was two words there. Master and bation. Uh, that's my new kickball name on the back. Um, no, no. So when I masturbate, I masturbate with my right arm and I'm all left-handed otherwise, everywhere else. So no, no. I would say that my ability to squeeze a baseball in my glove is aided by my ability to pleasure myself. Uh, makers and Sprite is the way to go, Mr. Hicks says. You're right, sir. I do love Makers and Sprite. Uh, as you know, I have a tradition here, and it's it's bourbon bourbon and, and ice and nothing else. Mm. Oh, God. Ryan Massey. Hey, Ryan. How are you, man? We feel like we haven't had you in a little while. It's nice to see you. Um, cheers to Lars Newt Bar, someone says. So Lars Newt Bar, uh, everyone's favorite draft pick uh, for the Cardinals this year because of his last name. Uh we love Lars Newtbar. He's an eighth-round draft pick out of USC. Uh, the thing with Lars, he's a big boy. He's like 6'3", 195. He's going to have to change his swing a little bit, but there's serious power potential in Lars Newtbar, and it's gonna be, I'm going to be anxious to see how it goes. I think that, uh, that ballpark at State College is really good for him, and I think we're going to see an increase in power. But this year, you can throw whatever stats he has at, at State College away because the Cardinals are going to introduce a swing change for him. Um, he has a brother in the Orioles system whose name is Nigel. So you have Lars and Nigel and a very strong English uh, influence in that, in that family. Uh, yeah, no, Ryan. Ryan, you need to go. Uh, Ryan says, by the way, we turned this into a podcast. Uh, Ryan Massey says you need to go. Uh, he's playing at State College. Ryan, you need to go look at the State College roster because it is impressive. Delvin's going to be there. Uh, just like you've been asking me since the beginning of the year, my buddy. Um, it's going to be, that's a really good, it's a really, really good roster, and uh, you're in for a treat. Uh, hopefully he makes it and gets some endorsements. Mars, Lars, Newt Bars. I love that, whoever said that. Well done. How much of our draft class after the hacking penalty going to hurt us? How much is our draft class after the hacking penalty going to hurt us? Uh, well, so the, the shitty thing about the Major League Draft is, as I like to say, the Major League Draft is a feral animal. There's no telling how it's ever going to turn out. Uh, the percentage of players that make the major leagues from the top 10 rounds is like 3% or something crazy like that. First round picks is 56% to even make the majors. Uh, so how will it hurt them? It may or may not. We're still too new to it. They did a good job of drafting some depth. Uh, they don't have any stars, although Terry Fuller could end up being something. Uh, Donovan Williams could end up being something. They have some guys. Evan Kuczynski could end up being something who was a seventh round pick. Evan Kuczynski was a seventh round uh, uh, Rivera could end up being something. The issue is they don't, they didn't get a Nolan Gorman, a Luke and Baker or a Forrest Roberts out of that draft, uh, or a Griffin Roberts, Wake Forest, Griffin Roberts. See, I do it all the time. Uh, they didn't get one of those guys out of the draft. So could it hurt them potentially? Absolutely. Uh, especially because the players that the Astros drafted in those spots are pretty damn good. Um, but if all goes well, it, 
it shouldn't hurt them. Now, I have also been on this kick lately. Um, oh, somebody, uh, Victoria. Hey, Victoria, thanks for making it. Uh, let's see. Uh, somebody asked me, so what I've been talking about a lot this weekend is there's going to be a hole in the organization. Now, to a degree, the draft could have helped plug that hole. Uh, but again, the draft is so random that there's no guarantee that any of those draft picks would have would have played out right. Uh, but in about a year, year and a half, there's going to be a hole in the organization of high-end talent. It's probably going to last about a year, year and a half after that. Uh, so that's going to be a really weird little hole for the Cardinals organization, and it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Uh, somebody asked Perez's ETA. Again, three years at the earliest. Uh, who will be the next hitting coach? Uh, I'm on board as saying that I would love for the next Cardinals hitting coach to be Carlos Beltran. I think more than likely what ends up happening if John Mabry were to get fired, uh, if Bill Miller didn't get fired uh, as well, um, it is Bill Miller, right? Who's the assistant hitting coach? If, if it would probably be him to take over, and then they just shuffle some stuff. Uh, there's always a chance that one of the minor league hitting coaches could get brought up. I know everybody says Budaska. I personally think that uh, Mr. Greer would be the best fit. Um, keep Budaska at AAA, see how it rolls. Although Greer is probably the best because he's a wandering instructor who kind of goes from place to place. Um, I don't know who. I would like for it to be Carlos Beltran. Uh, best hit tool the Cardinals drafted this year. The best contact tool is Nick Dunn. Uh, Nick Dunn, the second baseman on the Maryland, he makes a ton of contact. Uh, again, uh, I think J. David Reed in our group chat said, uh, uh, compares him to Max Schrock. He's like a not as developed version of Max Schrock. Um, I think power-wise, uh, you know, it's probably Luke and Baker or Lars Newtbar. Um, I like Kevin Waddell. Uh, I think he's interesting, uh, but, you know, I think when it's all said and done, and it's an easy cop-out, but it's hard to look past Nolan Gorman and say that anybody other than Nolan Gorman uh, is going to be the best hitter in the draft. Uh, somebody said Edmonds. Todd Thiessen says Edmonds. Now, the one thing I will say about Jim Edmonds taking over for uh, John Mabry, if Mabry gets fired, is Jim Edmonds is a kind of, like, I mean this in a playful way. Uh, if you listen to the morning after here in St. Louis on 590, which I do, I am a lemming. Uh, you know that Jim Edmonds, he's not introduced, he's not interested in a coaching role. They just had a kid. That's not for him. That's that's not something he's going to do. It's not something he's interested in. He didn't even like going to the ballpark every day because it was too much for him. He's not going to want to coach. Okay, uh, oh, it's so human. That's Jim Edmonds. You know what I mean? Not in a playful way, not in a crit like a criticizing way. That's just Jim Edmonds. He's that's not a role for him. Uh, let's see. Somebody said, Fre yeah, not really. Freedotum, exactly. Uh, somebody said Griffey Jr. better. Yeah, sure. Maybe Ken Griffey Jr. will be the hitting coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. Maybe Barry Bonds, which would never happen, but I would love to see. You think McGuire will become, uh, let's see, Good Life Sean says, uh, you think McGuire will become an MLB manager? I think there's a very good chance, and I think that his stock is trending up. Uh, why did we pick Matheny over Francona? Uh, you know, as uh, that Neil Helner, the baseball guy one, will tell you, sure, Francona took him to a World Series, but so did Matheny. And uh, has it really been better with Francona? Go look at some of the managerial decisions that he made. And sure, I get why everybody loves Terry Francona, um, but the Cleveland faithful are just as critical of Francona as we are of Matheny. Uh, let's see, will Stubby ever get a shot in STL? The worst thing that could have happened is Stubby Clapp could have had the success that he had as manager of Memphis last year. Uh, it's been an ebb and flow this season. He sticks with his relievers too long. Uh, he Will he ever get a chance? I don't know. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care. I don't believe he is the best option for manager 
of the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, at least not in the immediate future. And I think if there's one thing we need to learn from Mike Matheny, uh, he, Stubby Clapp has one year of experience as a manager. If the Cardinals are going to transition off of Mike Matheny, they can't go to somebody who's inexperienced. They need to go to somebody who is experienced and somebody who's willing to accept uh, the change of baseball with analytics and somebody who's forward-thinking. Uh, let's see. Uh, Patrick B. says, wasn't Francona not really ready for a job in 2012? That was a whole... The, the way that haul went down was crazy. It seemed like Matheny was ticketed for the job, and then all of a sudden Francona was interviewing, and then like the interview was like 10 minutes long or something. It was reported, and it didn't seem serious. Or Francona said he didn't think it was serious. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, what position do you see as taking over when he retires? Uh, trade for Michael Givens. I love that. I That is a guy I am a big fan of. I would love for that to happen. Uh, I don't know if it would happen, though. Uh, John Farrell, Reds manager next year, is a lock. He's his manager right now for the Reds, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, Joe Girardi, I would, I would be okay with Joe Girardi as manager. But again, we're not at the point where the Cardinals are going to fire Mike Matheny. And he's not going to be the hitting coach. Uh, let's see. Somebody said Madison Baumgartner. He's a person. He pitches for the Giants, and I'm glad we're talking about him. Uh, I love a good left-handed pitcher. Uh, somebody, man, somebody just brought up a good question, and I missed it. Uh, and I was talking about it, and I missed it. So, again, we're we're already 53 minutes into this. You guys are rocking tonight. Uh, let's see, let's see, blah blah blah. You say feral and feral differently. Uh, you say it differently. I don't. I don't have time for that. Uh, yes to Girardi. Yeah, everyone would like Joe Girardi. I'm a fan of Joe Girardi personally. Oh God, I forgot I poured bourbon into that. Uh, like I said, there are no good managers. Probably not. I love the Craig Mish, but he's trying to push Ziegler to STL. It makes sense. Uh, it's right in the Mo wheelhouse, uh, but it's not something I want. Somebody said Buffalo Trace. No, we're doing no, we're doing the Makers tonight. We're doing the Makers. We had Buffalo Trace for two straight weeks. Remember in 2011, Cardinals ownership told Joe Strauss that they didn't feel they needed to. I don't a manager six million. Uh, they went cheap. I do kind of remember that. I don't remember it very well. Uh, but yeah, sure, they probably went cheap. God, I probably shouldn't be drinking anymore. Um, they went cheap. Yeah, but you know what? Mike Matheny still took him to a World Series. Uh, he still has yet to have a losing season. They went cheap. But I can't, I wouldn't argue. I hate the stuff that Mike Matheny does. I hate the way he manages a bullpen. Uh, I get frustrated with his lineup sometimes. I think he, he sticks with his players too much. Um, but I don't know if you could argue that any other manager would have more success than he's had. Uh, and that's the, the the difficult part in it all from an ownership perspective because what do you do with that? You know, I without being in the clubhouse, without knowing what that culture is, we can all speculate on it, but we don't know. I get the impression that reporters don't know either. Uh, maybe I get that impression because they don't report on it. Um, but I don't know, man. I just, I don't fault them for the Matheny decision. And I think a lot of people who hate Mike Matheny right now are a lot of the same people who were on board for it at the time. Uh, somebody said, I looking at him. I'm assuming you're talking about me. Losing and mediocrity are closer related than we tend to think from Richard Yates III. Uh, are you a driver in NASCAR? Isn't Richard Yates a NASCAR driver? Um, yeah, I, th that's all a really good point. Uh, great point on Matheny. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, oh, by the way, Chuck, thanks for joining us. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, here's my thing. is I'm, I will bitch about the manager. I am a bitchy, whiny jerk sometimes. Uh, I just think that it's easy when groupthink takes over to hate on someone without remembering where we were when that someone got his job. And uh, 
I was iffy about it at the time, but I got why they did it. And sure, it might have been a cheap play. The car, I believe that the Cardinals really believed that they were getting the right guy. And I believe that they had him earmarked for that position in the long run, and they went with it, and it paid off pretty well. It wasn't until that series against the Giants when he started doing really weird stuff uh, that the criticism was deserved, and it seems like that criticism has lingered past. Uh, I'd rather be a shitty team than a third wild card in three straight years. You say that, but if they would have been shitty for three years, you'd be miserable. Uh, Johan Miesis from A Chumber 5. Johan Miesis is a power-hitting outfielder who plays a really good right field with a really solid arm, Who will, unless he has a serious approach change because he strikes out too much uh, and doesn't make enough contact. He'll never be more than organizational depth. Is our main problem roster construction or culture? I can't... I would have to say culture because I can't comment... Or I would have to say construction because I can't comment on the culture. I don't know what it's like. You know, everyone says it's not playful, and then you'll cut to the game and you'll see Matheny and Jose Martinez doing a fun little dance and, and clap session. You know, they, you see them joking around in the, in the dugout. They always pan to the pitchers, and the pitchers are laughing. I don't think it's a culture issue, but I can't say for sure. I wish I could, but I can't. So then at that point, if I had to choose between one of the two, I would say construction. But... I like the way that the roster is constructed. They just have everyone underperforming or performing to standard. Other than Michaelis and Jose Martinez, you don't have anyone overperforming, and that's kind of hurt. They need Paul DeYoung back. That can't be understated. They absolutely need Paul DeYoung back, but they need healthy Paul DeYoung back because if he comes back with a bad hand, we're screwed. Uh, let's see. Somebody said MLB. MLB is a thing. We're talking about it right now. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch of questions here. Thanks to Cardinals Gifts, the lovely and talented Cardinals Gifts for putting it on there. Is there blah, blah, blah. Uh, who's your underdog prospect to make a difference sooner than expected? Uh, Evan Mendoza. Uh, I could see Evan Mendoza making a, an impact at the major leagues next year. I wouldn't push for it, but I could see it happening. And people still who don't know who Evan Mendoza is. Uh, somebody said Nick Plummer. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Nick Plummer. I don't know how he's done. I haven't paid attention. I know he was on the DL. He came off the DL, got a couple hits and a couple games, and I haven't paid attention since. Uh, I've been focusing on other things. Uh, maybe STL does Maybe St. Louis doesn't properly develop little leaguers. I can tell you right now there's a team at Afton, a U13 team, that isn't being properly developed. They're called the Hawks, and their manager is me. Um, let's see. Uh, who will have a better career, Bader or O'Neill? I will say Tyler O'Neill because we tend to, well, although baseball's changed a little bit, right? Uh, right now we have such an emphasis on defense that Harrison Bader is finally starting to get like the credit he deserves because of how good of a defender he is. Tyler O'Neill isn't on that level, and I would think that Tyler O'Neill's power will end up uh, skewing perception to make it seem like he's had a better career when it's all said and done. Also, Harrison Bader is terrible against righties, and you're starting to see lefties attack him a little bit differently. Keep an eye on that. Uh, say hello to the broadcaster and other viewers. Uh, let's see. I don't... Uh, you know. Who has a better career? Oh, Anil Urbano. Okay. Uh, somebody said Mercado. Uh, when will Roberts reach the big? Brian Love says. Again, uh, Brian, if you're looking at the same timeline as Dakota Hudson, who is an advanced college arm with a good secondary pitch and a third pitch developing, uh, Dakota still isn't in the majors. So two years. We'll say two years because Dakota will probably be... 2016, 2017, 2018. So in his third season, so you're talking about this is 2018, 2020 for, for uh, uh, Griffin Roberts. Bananas or a jelly with peanut butter? Ooh, great question. Uh, 
I like bananas more than I like jelly with peanut butter. I like to treat jelly like the, the, the special treat it is and eat it by itself. Griffin Roberts or Luis Robert? I love Luis Robert. You won't be able to convince me that anyone other than Alex Bregman or Ray Lankford is better than, uh, than uh, Luis Robert. Uh, do you think Hicks will get some all-star votes? So, Mr. Hicks, before you join, I think there's a very good chance that, that depending on how the roster is constructed, because sometimes the whole relief pitcher thing is kind of a weird... A weird world when it comes to the All-Star game. I would think that of all of the relievers in baseball, uh, he would be one of the more enticing to be added to the All-Star uh, roster by a coach. So, yeah, I think that there's a chance. I think that he, again, the, the three guys that I see, I see Miles Michaelis, I see Jordan Hicks, and I see Jose Martinez as the three guys with the best chance of making an All-Star game. Other than Yadier Molina, who, seem, who might just get elected because he's Yadi. Uh, somebody said Elvis knew what he was doing with the peanut butter and banana. Yeah, Elvis, you gotta give him credit. Hat tip to you, sir. Uh, who you got in this College World Series uh, from Ralph Brody Jr.? As I said, uh, I'm rooting for the North Carolina Tar Heels because the Cardinals drafted two players. That's who I'm picking, although I gotta tell you, I don't know how anybody's gonna beat Oregon State. Uh, let's see. Uh, who would you trade... Let's see, Waka, Waka an all-star? I do not think Michael Waka is an all-star. What really hurts Michael Waka is that his FIP is high. and Well, not high, but compared to his ERA. Uh, and I, don't, I just don't think he's going to be there. Um, and only so many guys can make the all-star. Oh, uh, what have you seen lefties doing differently to Bader? Ah, there's uh, Zach Gifford asked, what have I seen lefties doing differently to Bader? I feel like, and again, Zach, you have to understand that I have spent very little time watching the Major League team. But it seemed like they're starting to go after him with low and in-breaking pitches. Uh, the sweeping breaking pitch. Um, that's what you're starting to see. And again, that could just be what I saw in like two games. Uh, but look into it. See, see, see that. It, it seemed like at first they were going outside, outside, outside. And it seems like now they're starting to go low and in on him. Uh, and they're starting to get him a little bit. But again... Preliminary thoughts. Uh, who you trade for Givens? I don't know who I trade for Givens. I'd have to look at their roster. I would. Uh, the Cardinals have outfield and pitching redundancies. I would start there and work in that direction without trying to trade Tyler O'Neill. Uh, let's see. Victor Roach. Uh, where did Victor Roach come from? Says Mr. Hicks. Uh, Victor Roach is a power hitting outfielder now. All of a sudden, uh, who was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers, 28th overall or 32nd overall, uh, many many years ago as a young man. And uh, never really put it together. He always had big hit capabilities, and it just never really seemed to manifest. It would manifest and then not stick around. So the Cardinals brought him in. They worked on shortening his swing. And, uh, well, I guess they worked on launch angle a little bit. And uh, it's benefited his power at Springfield. But he's old for Springfield. And it's not until he gets to Memphis that we should probably uh, start evaluating how he's doing. He's kind of a clunky left fielder, too. It gets weird. But he has... Uh, he has some serious, serious power. Um, he's also built like a man. You know, one thing we say about uh, Jag, Jose Adolis Garcia, Adolis Garcia, is that he's ripped, and uh, Victor Roach is bigger than he is. Uh, love the Cardinals swing doctor of late. Uh, do you think that Peoria has some of the best younger bats of any of the minor league teams? But, well, so right now in Peoria, you have Alaris Montero, and you have... You have Scott Hurst, and then Yariel Gonzalez, who's kind of interesting, and Nick Plummer and Bryce Denton. And I, I wouldn't even say that they're the best team in the organization. I, I think 
I like what Memphis has. I like what Springfield has. I'll be honest. I really like how State College is currently con- or is currently constituted. That's going to be a fun team to watch. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on State College. They have a terrible camera angle for their games, uh, but I'm anxious to watch State College. I'll be tuning in for them, maybe more so than any uh, uh, any other uh, affiliate. Uh, how has Connor Green been at Memphis? He isn't striking out a lot of guys, and he's been walking a few guys. Uh, Connor Green acquired for Randall Grichik from Toronto. Uh, high fastball, good breaking pitch, but he slows down his arm. He's been decent. Still needs some refinement before he's major league ready. That was a good string of questions, and I missed it to answer a Connor Green question. Uh, the one thing about Connor Green is I would expect him to be up at the Cardinals in September, if not before then. He's definitely, definitely, because he's already on the 40-man, going to be on the roster at some point. Uh, thoughts on J.D. Murders and Alex Gallegos? Uh, both were highly thought of high school players draft, or signed above slot uh, in the 2016 draft at this point. I personally am not big on either of them. I think they're fine. Uh, what league does the MLB, uh, what league does MILB TV subscription cover? It covers all leagues, but it's dependent on each affiliate. Uh, so like Peoria, every home game, not a lot of road games. Uh, Springfield and Memphis, almost all home games and all road games. State College, all home games. Uh, almost no Palm Beach games unless they're in Bradenton. You won't see any Johnson City. Um, it's it's dependent on each affiliate. I'm all aboard the Andy Young train. Love that Andy Young. I do love that Andy Young Salukis fan too. Um, I would really like for Andy Young to get a promotion to Springfield. He's, he ended the year at Springfield last year, and he spent all year at Palm Beach. The problem is the Cardinals have a kind of a cluster at second and short. Andy Young's a better shortstop than he is a third, or, uh, uh, is a better second baseman than he is a third baseman. So that's where he's at, and he has power, and I would think that if he went to Springfield and played regularly at Springfield, we'd see that power manifest there. Uh, any Victor Garcia updates? From what I understand, Victor Garcia is going to start the year at uh, the, G, uh, the GCL level, and uh, we'll see how it all goes. You know, his power was corrupted last year by uh, uh, an injury, and uh, apparently he's all healthy and healed up, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, State College is the good one, right, compared to Johnson City. I wouldn't say it's the good one compared to Johnson City, but it is the higher, the highest level of all the short season affiliates. Uh, Cloud Kareem says, Kyle, sorry I couldn't be here earlier. How are you? Cloud Kareem, my man. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. We're having a nice little session here. We've had a ton of, a ton of questions. Uh, will Patrick Wisdom ever make it to the majors? Uh, uh, somebody said JD Murders was released. Yeah, exactly. It, it means nothing to me. Um, we need a blues periscope like this, John Greco says. I'm not going to be able to give you any blues insights. I'd like for that Art Lippo to put one together. I'd watch that. Uh, how's Delvin Perez looking from Holden Cantor? Uh, we'll know tomorrow, Holden. Uh, tomorrow is the start of the State College season, and that's where Delvin will be. It'll be his first game tomorrow uh, if he's in the starting lineup because there's some depth on that infield. Uh, thoughts on Andrew Kisner? One of the things Colin Gardner over at the Redbird Daily and I talked about on Prospects to be named later is that Kisner hasn't hit for much power this year. We thought we were going to see a little bit more power. Uh, he struggled a little bit behind the dish uh, relative to what he looked like at the beginning of the year and also what he looked like in Arizona. Uh, it's been a weird year for that poor guy. He's kind of been kicked around between Memphis and St. Louis, or Memphis and uh, Springfield. Um, here's what I need. I need to see more power out of him, and I need to see him look more comfortable behind the plate. I love Andrew Kisner. He's one of my three favorite prospects in the organization. Uh, 
He's a surefire major league bat. It's just that if the power doesn't manifest, especially in Texas, in the Texas League, rather, uh, it's not going to do anybody any good. Alukin going to GCL to start. Uh, Mr. Hicks says, I don't know if that's a statement or a question. I believe it's a, a, a statement. I think all three of the... Uh, I thought, man, I thought that... Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, anything on the rumor about Wong to KC? I saw the rumor, but I, I didn't hear anything about it. I I think it's nonsense. How much do you miss Preston Gilmet? Uh, Joe, I see a cup of Joe for the athletic. Uh, I miss him so much. I, uh, I just want him to be a part of my life. FMK, Michaelis's beard, hair, or porn stash? I would... I'd make love to that stash. And I think you'd have to marry the hair. Uh, I'm glad, blah, blah, blah. Is Hicks your number one favorite prospect, Mr. Hicks says? You know, Mr. Hicks, Jordan isn't a prospect anymore. He's a major leaguer. He's no longer uh, rookie eligible. This is his rookie season. He will, he'll never have a chance to be a rookie again. So uh, that's the loophole I found out of that answer. Uh, surprises, blah, blah, blah. Surprised by so few high school draft picks. No. Again, the Cardinals, I'm not surprised. I think that they drafted the best available players. Uh, while also address, addressing some of the issues in the organization, like left-handed power and left-handed bats. Um, I like what they did. I'm glad they stayed away from college players. It seemed like early on there was a run, or uh, they stayed away from high school players. It seemed like early on there was a serious run on high schoolers. Uh, teams are showing more confidence in their ability to use analytics to assess high school talent. Uh, and I kind of like the fact that the Cardinals worked at the collegiate level to help plug a gap that's coming. Surprise the Cardinals didn't take a Shane McClanahan. I am not. Uh, I don't think that that was ever a thing. Thoughts on Chris Holba? I like Chris Holba. He's the O'Fallon kid, right? Uh, good size, good projectability, good secondary pitch. Uh, just like his other East Carolina uh, Cardinal draft picks, Seth Manis and Evan Kurchinski, I could see him working his way through the system pretty quick. Uh, we could DFA Wong, Fowler, Cecil, and Holland. Nobody would notice. I disagree. All those guys would get picked up if they were DFA'd. Uh, Void went to double AA so that he could get called up when Martinez going on paternity. That is correct. Uh, what do you think of Kevin Woodall? I like Kevin Woodall. Kevin Woodall is the 10th round pick uh, uh, out of Coastal Carolina. His sophomore year, he did a great job of helping Coastal, helping Coastal Carolina uh, win a college world series. He had a down junior year and then he kind of got it back on track a little bit this year. He has good power potential and uh, I'm anxious to see what kind of year he has. Uh, did you see Matt Bowman stash? I didn't. I, I watched Bowman pitch uh, the other night in relief and I didn't notice his stash. I did all that I could think of when Matt Bowman pitches. Oh, Hey, that's Matt Bowman pitching like Matt Bowman. Uh, does Tyler O'Neill ever get a starting role in St. Louis? I think the chances are slim, especially with Harrison Bader doing what Harrison Bader's doing. Uh, even though I would love to see it. Uh, best power on system below Springfield. You know, Alaris Montero has good untapped power, uh, but he's more of a complete hitter per se. Uh, Brady Whalen at State College, Luke and Baker, uh, uh, Terry Fuller. There are some guys with some power. I think Lars Newbar might have surprise power. I think Kevin Woodall might have surprise power, but let's not, uh, I probably should back off of that. Let's not incorporate them quite yet. Uh, if a girl told you it's me or the Langford jersey, what would you do? Uh, first off, that's nothing I have to worry about because I look atrocious. Uh, second off, I would never, ever date a girl who would make me make that choice. Third off, it's the Langford jersey. Are you kidding me? I've got, a, I've got the internet. That's unlimited pornography. 
I'll be fine. Uh, has Maddox done anything notable to change pitching staff? I, I can't answer that question. Listen, I like Bowman a lot. I feel like uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what that says. Newt Bar Tootblan. Uh, have her wear it. That's a great point, uh, Sean. Great point. I should have her wear it and then kick me out of my own house. Uh, you look like Matt Holiday, to be honest. I don't look like Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday looks like a human being, and I look like the feces of a human being. Uh, Ray Langford for hitting coach. <laughs> I don't think, you know, I think Ray Langford would be a terrible hitting coach. I don't know if, like, he never really struck me as, like, the teaching type, uh, if you know what I mean. How about Eduardo Perez? Eduardo Perez for hitting coach. Uh, yeah, to be honest with you, I don't know if I'd even let, like, a girl I was dating wear this. I don't think I'd do it. Uh, how has the end of net neutrality affected your surfing ability? You know, STL Cup of Joe, that's the thing I'm most concerned about. We haven't had, uh, I haven't had an issue yet. Uh, but if there is an issue, I swear I will storm Washington, D.C. as a one-man army to get net neutrality overturned. Uh, I cannot have my pornography viewing or my minor league baseball viewing throttled down. If that happens, I'm a completely different person. No one deserves to be treated that way. Matt Holiday goes to my barber, and my barber said he was short $1 on a haircut. That's a great story. I hope it's true. Uh, oh, railing for trying to hit on my mom at my, uh, at my first Cardinal game ever. Uh, good for you. You could have had a nice little stepdad there. Uh, Kyle is up for some foreplay with the jersey. Yeah, of course I am. Are uh, you going to see cards on 4th of July? Uh, you know, Mr. Hicks, I would love to. And if you're going to be there, I might make it happen. I would love to come hang out with you guys. But uh, things are kind of tough with my family right now. And uh, if I can, I'll let you know. I would love to. I think it'd be great. Uh, let's see. Wait. Cards, gifts, you're going to be... Oh, you motherfucker, you. You son of a bitch. You sneaky, sneaky son of a bitch. If, if Cards, gifts is going to be there, I'll take my dad to daycare. Uh, show, thank you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hi, Lauren. Uh, put on a Cards hat, squint, and show how you are Waka's stunt double. Yeah, I'll do, what I'll do is I'll, like, sneak... I'll wear my Waka jersey, which I don't have. I'll have to buy one. I'll sneak onto the field, and I'll go stand up there like this, just like my boy Michael Waka does. Uh, I don't know what he gets shaped up, but he definitely goes to uh, Palm Beach. I, I think we're still talking about barbers for Matt Holiday and how he che cheated a barber out of a dollar. Uh, this is the foreplay in the Lankford jersey episode. Somebody said, "Oh, Cardinals gifts." Oh, it's in Arizona. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, see, I don't even—I don't know what's going on with the schedule. I definitely will not be at the Cardinals Diamondbacks game in Arizona. Uh, let's see. Do you do you do you fucking that Langford jersey? I've never done it, uh, but I guess I'll try to do it now. Kyle, we will be there in St. Louis in two weeks. Awesome, Mr. Hicks. Yeah, keep me updated. I'd, uh, again, I'd love to have a chance to sit down and talk with you guys. By the way, the amount of people that are watching just dropped when we started talking about having sex in a Langford jersey. Uh, Jose Martinez should be in the home run derby. Uh, I'd, sure, why not? I I don't know if he could stand still long enough to take a pitch. Is there DNA on your jersey? There's definitely DNA on my jersey. All right, I'm going to take a quick drink of a Powerade. Uh, yeah, this has officially taken the turn. Uh, and then we're going to go right back to the Makers. So this is it for me on the Makers. I'm not going to drink anymore. It's going to be hot tomorrow. Got to focus. Uh, somebody said, get out the black light from Kiefer Dean Roach. I'm going to tell you right now, if you, if you drop the, uh, turn off the light here and you took a black light to this thing... It looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. I know that, yeah. You'd be in for uh, just an overwhelming experience. 
Who's your pick for next big league 40 home run hitter? Uh, I'm guessing you said not named O'Neal. I don't know if the Cardinals have one in the organization. The best bet is Paul DeYoung. I, if I can't, if I can't pick Tyler O'Neill, uh, I don't think that they have a guy built like that just yet. You know, I think Nolan Gorman has a chance to be a 40 home run guy, but it's not fair to put that kind of expectations on a teenager. Um, uh, I'm on it. Cards gifts. Give me a second. Uh, you know, Nolan Gorman has a chance. Uh, Luke and Baker has a chance, but that's a lot of pressure to put on guys who haven't even had a, uh, a minor league at bat yet. The truth is, right now, if you take away the draft picks, they probably don't have that guy in the organization. Uh, 30 home runs is a big ask. You know, it's a big ask. Um, let's see. Somebody said Graham was never blocked. Uh, one thing I want to talk about real fast. I, we've, we're talking about the Cardinals jersey. Um, we're talking about some pretty uh, some pretty cool stuff. But, and oh, say, well, Terry Fuller, yeah, Terry, Terry Fuller could hit 40 home runs for sure. But he's in the you know he played GCL last year. He barely hit any home runs while he was there. He's big. He's powerful. It could happen. But that's not something I'm gonna I'm gonna like stake a claim on. That's not something I'm gonna say. I'm gonna feel confident saying. You can't bet on that. You can't bet on an 18 year old kid as a potential 40 home run hitter. If he gets 21 and he's hitting 40 home runs in the minor leagues, then yeah, you're, you've got something special. But 40 home runs is rare. You know, 30 home runs you feel a little bit more comfortable, but even 30 home runs is rare. I think we take it for granted uh, just how hard. There's no way Terry Fuller hits 30 home runs, or 40 home runs ever. Yeah, probably not. It's just, again, projecting how, projecting a high-end total. Like, if you were to ask me who's going to hit 330 in the minor league system as a professional, I'm going to tell you no one. Because, yeah, sure, maybe Evan Mendoza can. Maybe Andrew Kisner can. Maybe Oscar Mercado can. Uh, it's not likely that's the elite. That's elite power. That stuff doesn't grow on trees. And sure, they might have elite power in the minors, but that doesn't mean it's going to manifest at the major league level. I get the excitement, uh, and I get it's fun to, to say that, but I don't feel comfortable stating, staking a claim that Terry Fuller is going to hit 40 home runs, or even, even Tyler O'Neill is going to hit 40 home runs, uh, until I see him hitting consistently at the major league level. Major League Baseball, if there's one thing Preston Gilmet has taught us this week, Major League Baseball is a completely different animal than AAA or AA or A or any other level. There's no predicting it. There's no understanding it. Uh, we can keep trying to, to look at advanced stats and advanced metrics to help predict, and that really does help. That really does narrow the window uh, uh, of failure. Uh, but it's still Major League Baseball, and it's its own beast. Uh, Jane Hill going to LSU. Yeah, at, at Jane Hill more than likely is going to LSU. Uh might you say a feral animal? I would call Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball draft a feral animal. What is Mateo Gill's raw power tool? So what everyone says about Mateo Gill, third round pick, shortstop, third baseman, uh, maybe a relief pitcher. Uh, I personally, and again, it's hard to tell from such a little video that you can find on Mateo Gill. Uh, it's hard like to understand that, to like be able to project that. Uh, to me, I don't see anything more than like 50, I mean, like 10, 15 home run power would be magical for me out of Mateo Gill. He has a body and a build, but he's still set. I mean, he's 17 years old. There's no, there's no telling. Let's get him in the system and see what it looks like. It looks raw. It looks accessible. It looks like something that might project. Uh, but I, I don't know is probably the, the easiest way of putting it. I think it can be there, but it's nothing I feel comfortable with. Again, I, like these are all fun questions. They're all fun hypotheticals. 
But let's see what it looks like at a professional level because there's no way of telling, even in the tournament circle and the tournament circuit, rather, uh, how it, how it's going to project for a 17 or 18 year old kid. Uh, Mateo Gill's father was a major leaguer, Benji Gill. Who's leading the Cardinals in steals right now? Ooh, I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, the Cardinals, the minor league system, I don't know the answer to that. You, you'll find out with me the thing I care least about is stolen bases. Uh, who is leaving the Cardinals farm in steals? I don't know, Graham. Find out. Uh, let's see. It helps with the ratings on Periscope. Bader was six holding Cantor. Or, uh, 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 Sick Nasty says. Yeah, Bader or Fam, easy answer. They're, look, again, I, can't, I, I don't care at all about steals. I want good base running. I went first to third. Uh, steals... I know it's an 80s thing. I know it's an early 90s thing. Uh, if there's one thing that the Tony La Russa teams have taught me is the ability to run the bases is more important than the ability to steal bases. Uh, let's see. Fam leads in stolen bases. So it's either Fam or Bader, depending on who's answering the question. Um, somebody, yeah, uh, Bader, has, Bader has six. Fam has nine. So it's, uh, yeah, somebody, yeah, I, that's right. Take them first to third in length for Jersey. Real fast, there's something I want to touch on. Uh, about Birds on the Black, real simple. Cards Gifts put together this beautiful little merchandise store. Again, I feel, I feel kind of like... The Birds, on the, the Birds on the Black merchandise store looks awesome. Uh, I haven't ordered anything yet. Uh, I'm planning on ordering a dad hat for my father. Um, I love it. We've had nothing but positive responses for it. You need to go check it out. Uh, great gifts uh, for gifts, G-I-F-T-S, not gifts as in Cardinals gifts. Uh, great gifts for, for the family. Personally, I, I mean, you guys know, I wear my little colored uh, Birds on the Black shirt, which isn't up for sale just yet. Uh, I wear that everywhere now. I love that shirt. That's my favorite colored shirt. I would I'd wear it to my wedding. All right, I'm lying to you. Uh, but I wear it a lot. I love it. It's a classy symbol with a classy design. Go buy yourself some shit because it's really awesome. Buy it for your dad because your dad wants it. Uh, gifts and gifts. That's right. This is the gifts and gifts episode. Uh, to the merchandising store at Birds on the Black, which is awesome. And for real, those hats are legit. Which Cardinals position player has the most trade value? Paul DeYoung, easy. Uh, did you see Wayno's prank on Skip? That Wayno prank on Skip Schumacher. Oh, what's up? Somebody say, what's up, Kyle? What's up, yo? Why aren't we hitting doubles, someone says? Because they're not. Does Lane Thomas have a chance to be a big leaguer? He has a chance, but it's not as high as a lot of other people. He's had a roller coaster year, that Lane Thomas. He was really good to start and then miserable. Not just bad, miserable, and then he started hitting again. Um, I love the prank that Wayno pulled on Sh Skip Schumacher. That was awesome, man. That's one of the all-time classic pranks. Uh, I, I like it better than a lot of the other stuff, man. I, I love that prank. I thought it was great. And I saw some people getting critical of it. Like, this team's struggling too much. Um, I don't know, man. Like, who cares? Adam Wainwright isn't doing anything. Uh, who cares? I thought it was great. I thought it was funny. I thought it was harmless uh, in the grand scheme of things. Like, that's a perfect prank, in my opinion. <sighs> Will I name my son Langford? No, I'll name him... Uh, uh, Sean, I have to. Sean Connor. Uh, is it better than Kyle Kendricks to Japan? I don't know what that is. I love Kyle Loesch pretending to be La Russa. That is a great Graham. That is a great, great moment. Uh, that was a badass prank, Mr. Hicks said. I agree, Mr. Hicks. I love that. 
Uh, why is Trezza leaving us, Ryan Chul says. Well, if you'll remember, uh, Joe Trezza was only here to replace Jen Langosh while she was out on maternity leave. Uh, and it looks like Miss Langosh, or Mrs. Langosh, is on her way back to cover the Cardinals for MLB.com, for STLCardinals.com. So that means Joe Trezza will go to MLB.com and write for them and probably travel around for them and then be probably get a good gig soon, I would think, because he does amazing stuff. Uh, Ray Ray Reese, I like that. Is Machado looking more or less probable at this point from uh, Garcia13 underscore Jake? Uh, name your kid Reese Reese. There's a funny story about that in high school. We'll get to that later. I don't, I, think, I don't think it's looking more or less like a probability. It's looking status quo to me that Manny Machado ends up being a Cardinal. Real fast, there was a girl in high school that I had a huge crush on. Her name was Claire. And Claire and I used to be really playful and chatty. And, and the... The deal sealer was that one time I said, you know, if you were, if you and I were to get married, your name would be Claire Reese. And that, that broke the ice and things were good for a while there. Uh, our prospect A baller or lower you would deem untouchable. Uh, well, so the cheap answer there is Nolan Gorman. I would think Nolan Gorman is untouchable uh, at A level or lower. If, if, if I'm not giving you the cheap answer, I'm going to say Larry's Montero. I would think that the Cardinals wouldn't trade a Larry's Montero. Uh, easy answer, cheap answer. Uh, but those are my two guesses. Hello, Clarice. Uh, still like Yelich over Ozuna. That's a conversation that we're still having. Uh, is Claire the one in the photo when you had hair? No, her name's Jessica, and boy, did I ruin that. Uh, the prank was good and fine. An article about it right after last night's game was asking for trouble. I don't have a problem with any of that. And, uh, but I do, at the same time, get your point, uh, Sean. Uh, how did Kyle age so poorly? It was bound to happen. If you could see my dad, you'd understand. Um... Brian Schull says, Nolan Gorman's girlfriend, uh, and then the hearty emoji, heart-eyed emoji. Ryan can say that because he's young. That girl's only like 17 years old. Ask Gifts, he knows. Oh, uh, what is going on, Jessica? Yeah, poor Jessica. I, we're not going to talk about that. that. I've never been more disgusted by myself uh, than, than that. But we're going to move on because that's not something I feel comfortable talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, Clarice would have a nice liver with some fava beans. Oh, God, I can't believe... Somebody... Please tell me somebody caught that. Kyle, get... get no, I did not get an STD. Uh, Mateo Gill looks like Graham's age. Mateo Gill is older than Graham, believe it or not. I think Mateo Gill's 17 and Graham's like four. Uh, by the way, parents, don't let your four-year-olds near electronic devices because it's a disaster. Trust me. Graham will tell you. I'll uh, leave the Machado question to Ryan Shule. Uh Shul, we need picks in the group chat. No, we don't. Look, we don't. That's one thing we don't need. Wait until she turns 18 and then pictures. Uh, I'm draft eligible next year, Patrick B. says. Patrick B., 39th round pick by the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm. <laughs> a wildcat underscore 24 says, we should have a Kyle's ex-girlfriend periscope. Oh, my God. That's something that no one's prepared for. It was super exciting for him to get in the first damn game. What a surprise uh, from Mr. Hicks, I believe. All right, guys. So here's where we're at. Folks, we've had tremendous turnout with tremendous, tremendous questions and conversations and comments. Uh, how's the group chat going? Probably boring now, Luke says. Luke, we missed you in that, man. I wish you'd come back. I don't know what happened. Uh, but you should, uh, you should definitely come back. We've had great, we've had great conversations, great comments, uh, great questions. It's been a great, great episode. I am at the end of my my line, guys. Uh, I, I like these prospects after dark on Thursday with no baseball going on. It, it's been a hell of a week. The Cards Cubs series is coming up. 
are you for or against Machado trade? I would love to have Manny Machado. I just wouldn't give up the freaking works for him uh, for a rental because he's not going to sign back. Tremendous link for Jersey speculations. Uh, Rosarena. So Rainy Rosarena has really struggled since being returned to Memphis. There hasn't been a lot of power. Uh, it hasn't looked good, but he's playing a really good outfield, and that's a positive. We need to, the, the Jag and Randy Rosarena have been kind of letdowns as the season has gone on. It's been heartbreaking. Um, you know, I just they, those two guys need to step it up. The one thing we say about Randy Rosarena, if you'll remember, is Randy Rosarena's played a lot of baseball. He's almost played baseball for two consecutive years straight, uh, playing in the winter months, and he looks like he needs a break. He looks fatigued to me. Um, we need to see power out of Randy Rosarena, and right now he's not showing it. We need to see power out of Jag, and Jag's been better lately, uh, but it just hasn't manifested itself properly quite yet. Uh, so that's it. That's where we're at. Uh, again, I would recommend to everyone, go on the merchandising store, buy yourself a hat, buy yourself a beanie. You guys know I love my beanie uh, at Birds on the Black. I, if it wasn't 193 degrees here in St. Louis, I would, I would definitely... Uh, I would definitely, definitely wear it right now. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for the Periscope. So here's where we're at. I've got a little bit of bourbon left. I'm going to shoot this thing. As always, our last shot is to all of you tonight. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, thank you for asking and con conversating. And, uh, yeah, we're not at the happy hunting stage yet. We'll probably have a couple more questions and then we'll go in. To you. Uh, Randy, you said a two-round double in the ninth. Tie it. All right, so... Uh, if you watch this, you're part of the resistance. That's my favorite part about this. Hat tip to Eric Thomas for putting that together. Um, for everybody at Birds on the Black, check out the merchandising store. Uh, tomorrow, I will have an article coming out about Father's Day and my father, and I would ask everyone to please read that. Uh, I'm not going to look over it. I submitted that to Gifts. He's going to have someone edit it. It's about as heartfelt as I could possibly be. It's a tough thing for me to write. It's a tough thing for me to talk about, and I hope that you get a chance to read over it. Um, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, happy Father's Day. Hold on, one last. I'm going to pour out a little Makers. Just enough in there. Um, this last toast is to my father, James Charles Reese, who is going through the battle of his life. And uh, he's an amazing man who's seen hell. He's been to hell. He's been back. Uh, and to my father, the lovely and charming James Charles Reese, who is an, used to be an usher at Bush Stadium. Uh, you, sir, did an amazing job of raising three kids in me. And I love everything about you, sir. So for everybody at Birds on the Black, I am Kyle Reese. I am the host of this little disaster. Thank you so much, as always, for turning in. Turning in? Just how we started the night, for tuning in. Uh, again, if you watch this, you are part of the resistance. Thank you for fighting alongside of me. And as always, everyone, happy, happy Happy hunting. I love you, Dad.